Hello and welcome back to the Nutmeg Podcast, a version of the Scottish football magazine for your ears. I'm Daniel Gray and this is the Player Takeover. In this new series, I'll be joined by a number of footballers and football types to discuss what matters to them in an honest and open nutmeg fashion. My guest this time is Clyde's former Falkirk and Queen's Park defender, Peter Grant, as we continue building up our conversations that go inside the game. The Nutmeg Podcast is sponsored by Orion, Scotland's sports performance centre. Deepest thanks to them and to our Patreon supporters. Have a look at patreon.com slash nutmegfc and get behind us in exchange for goodies from just three quid a month. The latest issue of the magazine, number 24, is out now and is a belter. See nutmegmagazine.co.uk to get yours. Enough of that, here's the podcast. Peter, how are you? Yeah, all good, Dan, I been a bit of a crazy summer, but everything's kind of starting to settle down now, so uh, good to be here chatting to you. So. I'm in a bit of a state of shock because... I got to the station in Glasgow and I think I just saw Chick Young it's on the platform dressed in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and I'm pretty sure it was him. So I've been... I wouldn't be surprised ever if it was him, happened. to be fair. Yeah, if he's got the tan in that to go along yeah. with, then it probably will be so him. That's so that's put yeah. me off. Yeah. I don't know what's quite going to happen. Yeah, no, it definitely will be him, that's for sure. We haven't got any drinks in front of us. The first time we met, we realised we were both a bit confused by coffee. Yeah, I must admit, when we actually sat down and I said to you, what kind of coffee in that? I saw the look on your face and it was the exact same look that I had when I had the first conversation about maybe about two or three years ago with one of the boys when I was at Morton. And I was never a coffee drinker. My mum's a coffee drinker. My girlfriend's a coffee drinker. My dad, my brother, a little bit. And I actually said to the boys, it was always awkward when you, when you hear boys saying, oh, do you want to go for a coffee? I would never like to be the guy that goes and has a tea because I think it's boring. You know, so I end up trying to. I actually asked their advice. What kind of coffee would you advise for me to first go into? So they give me these lists of coffees. Oh, try this, try that. So it was like macchiatos and all. That. I'm thinking, how posh does this sound for a coffee? But um, actually, on one of my days off one time, I end up just saying, oh, I'm going to try coffee the first time. And I must admit, since then, I never looked back from it. It was like it's, but it's only really when I'm out at a coffee shop I'll have. One bit in the house now, I'll still have my tea and that, but I'm glad that you know you were on the same page as me with the coffee I, as well. I, I am, I'm the tea person, but none yeah. of these places do tea very well, or they do yeah. those stupid leave things that I don't understand. Yeah. And that was that was going to be a problem. Now, coffee also makes me feel a bit mental. I'm thinking I should just start having pop again and just ah. having you know a Fanta or something. Yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. I'll no, bring in my own. Just reaching into my bag for a four pack of cans. I know, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You should just stick it on the table. Nobody, <laughs> nobody bat an eyelid anyway. Just so. a few lagers in Starbucks. <laughs> it's a nice way to start the day. Food and drink then, that, that, I was thinking about that because it, it did amuse me that day. What are your own pre-match and post-match food and drink habits? Oh, I must admit, I've always been quite a bit of a freak really, to be honest with you, in terms of for my kind of diet and that. I'm not oblivious to having cheap meals and whatever, but during the week, you know, leading up to a game and like, even if I don't have a game during the week as well, if it's a clear week, I try and stay on track with having the right stuff for my dinner, obviously for my lunch and even in the evenings and that I try and stay away from the the digestives with a cup of tea and you know you know you might get that if you're watching a game during the evening and stuff like that but I must admit like during the week it will just be kind of like your mixtures of getting good good veg in me good meat but I must admit since my girlfriend started living with me during the week I've turned actually to have veggie meals uh, and on a Friday before a game I might just have like a bit of fish in that but I must admit 
I never thought I would kind of last as long doing it, but I've, I've, I've loved it because I've ended up getting introduced with her so many different veg that I would never eat before. I was so fussy when I was younger. My mum and dad were an absolute, like, you know, they were pulling their hair out, you know, trying to get me to eat different stuff and whatever. But now I've opened myself up to so much different veg, different types of stuff to replace meat on a daily basis. And I must admit, my body feels a lot better on that for it. But on a standard Friday night before a game, It'll always be some sort of pasta with a bit of fish and whatever. Um, and that'll be me and I might have like a bit of snack and that after like yogurt and stuff. So that kind of stuff stays the same. It's more of a routine. I'm big on my routine of having this sort of similar stuff. But I must admit on a Saturday night after a game, there's nothing better than coming back and having a couple of cans of iron brew and a bit of chocolate. I mean, I'm a big chocolate guy. So uh, that's what I go for on a Saturday. And you I know how like, to I, live. I, I go to town on for it. I go to town for it. It's nothing better than staying clean all week and having a family-sized bar of galaxy. So... Do you ever talk to your dad about his generation of what they ate and drank? A, a footballer that played for both and managed both of our teams, a team you grew up supporting Celtic and Middlesbrough, Tony Mowbray. Yeah. I was listening to him recently. He used to have a pint of milk and that's all he had before. I imagine eat on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Too nervous, too het up and everything like that. I mean, that's your dad's kind of day, isn't it? As no, well? ab- absolutely. Uh, I mean, when I even say to my dad now, he was never really one for, he would have his pasta, and but it was always been really, he never really got the guidance from like nutritionists. There was no nutritionist uh, at the clubs back then. There was no real sports science coaches to kind of give him that guidance. So it was your typical Northern diet of meat and veg, you know, really type thing. So I think that was predominantly, that was what they have, maybe pasta, but very rarely it was just like your meat and veg really. Um, you know, but he would say that sometimes he would be in the dressing room before games, he would see some of the players in that like necking a bit of whiskey to calm them down. And then straight after the game, there be creates a lager as like they're kind of relaxing after the game is like, you know, that's your bit uh, to enjoy. But long in the days of that now, I mean, it's so, so strict now with, you know, your recovery protein shakes and that now. There's so many different elements in that too that my dad will look at it now and go, we wouldn't even dream of like, you know, your recovery was probably been in the pub straight after the game on a at five o'clock, six o'clock for them back then. So it has changed so much, but it is actually mad how when you hear the difference of what it was generationally to now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just like in a different world, really, the difference, you know. I won't ask you to name them, but have you known of any bad habits? I'm not talking terrible habits, as in that might be problematic f- for them personally, but I just mean surprising eating habits among uh, players. I must admit, I've, out of all the clubs that I've been to down the years, there's never been really one that I've looked at and stood out. I've, I've been very fortunate that I've been in a dressing room predominantly with guys that, are quite on it with their diet and stuff like that. I think it's just because when I've, obviously with my generation coming in, that's when like the sports science and the nutrition kind of era started really. So maybe a, if a couple of years prior to that, if I was going in the dressing room, I would have probably had a lot of eye openers and that really. But I must admit, every club I've been at, the, the, the staff and the manager's been so bang on it for professionalism towards the players and stuff like that. So there's never been really been anything where I've got, oh, you know, how's he managing to do that? and still play and perform. Listen, there's been guys in that that will go out during the week before training and that, and I look at it, it's more from lifestyle choices rather than eating habits that I look at it and go, oh, maybe that's not the right thing to do. But that's part of growing up and seeing different things and knowing the right and wrong, really. But in terms of the dietary habits and that, you know, we've been quite bang on it in that. When you go to the games and that yourself, 
it's slightly different. It's slightly different when you're sitting in the stand think, watching the games, don't you think? Yeah, the, the, the player culture moved on and the fan culture never did. I was thinking back to another team I used to go and watch was York City and they used to stand and wait for autographs and the away team without fail would the a physio or someone would get sent round to the chippy yeah. called Tony's Place, spelt place like a fish, and get twenty sets of fish and chips back on and you'd watch them and then you'd go and do the same. So at that stage in the nineties we were all eating and drinking the oh, same really. Absolutely. But by now my I was thinking about this knowing that I'd be asking you and my routine depends on who's with me. So if it's my daughter there'll only be a couple of pints if if that if I'm going with my mate we we get giddy and probably have at least four pints before the game. And, and all the rest that goes yeah, goes absolutely. with it. If it's a game in Scotland, often I'm writing about it, so I'm probably not having a, a pint. I'm trying to stay focused, believe it or not. But the thing that has come to me since I've lived up here is the macaroni pie. This invention has never made it over the border. This fusion of Italy yeah. and Scotland, I what a thing. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, I must admit, and if anyone is listening, will end up listening to this and hearing that I'm going to say this, I've not actually had a macaroni pie yet. Oh, we might get them sent in. But, the galaxy yeah, the but I must admit, it's something that I think just to try, I need to. But it's incredible, I think, that who would come up with actually putting macaroni and a pie together. You know what I mean? So, uh, but no, it's definitely something I'm going to try. But I must admit, the scotch pies up here, when you do have them in the odd time on a Sunday, you know, for your dinner and that, like that, it's one of the best things ever. Like, it's definitely a thing I go to, especially for my dad and that as well, so... <laughs> I do wonder what the Italians make of the macaroni pie if they ever see it. I think they'd be slightly offended maybe <laughs> the fact that macaroni and a pie is getting mixed together. And some say it's not a pie because it doesn't have a lid. Exactly. So that's yeah. a, a, a big raging debate Absolutely. as you can imagine. Absolutely. Um, that, so I, I'm, I'm all f- I think one team, one season should experiment, flip the diet so the fan eats better and new footballers have to have what we have and just see what it affects on the metabolism oh, it might be it might be brilliant i think the players the football would actually might. love that <laughs> i think they'd actually they'd say well it's their choice so they'd love that the meal thing is all part of your ritual and i know footballers love their rituals just like fans and sticking to it especially if you've had a good game the week before what did i do last week same food same time same everything what about superstitions more generally? Do you have any? Have you ever witnessed any among players, managers yeah. in the past? I mean, going back to the first one you said there about having the rituals where if I've played well the first week, what did I eat during the week or what did I eat the night before? I must admit, probably in the, my years at Falkirk, when I first came back up here, I'm, looking back now, I was way over the top with that. And I think that that kind of was a detriment to myself. And... You know, night before games and whatever, like, you even now, obviously, my, my routine and preparation, I try and have it bang on with everything I do, my recovery stuff and, you know, what I eat and whatever. But in terms of that, I remember there was a period for maybe two years straight, every Friday, it was the same pasta, but it was the same sauce, it was the same, I think, I can't remember what it was, I think it was like, it was the same sauce, the same veg that was in it, but it was every single Friday. And there was sometimes, it got to the point where I wasn't actually looking forward to making my dinner on a Friday night. And I thought, this isn't actually good for my, my mind here. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't probably until I left Falkirk, the, that I came, when I came away for that, that I would still have some sort of pasta. And that, that was my Friday night dinner. But in terms of what I had with it, the type of it wasn't that, I would just kind of just think, you know what, it's the same, um, you know what I mean, it's the same type of food, you know, it doesn't matter. So um, once I got into that habit, I felt so much more relaxed in myself and waking up the next day and that I felt so much more relaxed and, and whatnot. But going to the, the superstition point that you're asking, uh, in terms of the superstitions, it's not really, I mean, there's, I know there's guys that will put maybe their right boot on first and this and that, but in terms of that, I'm not really big on 
my my superstitions in that really it's more just kind of having the same more daily routine the same match day routine like I'll have beans and toast and egg for my like my my, my pre-match um, and then the little things in between that like I'll have like certain supplements in that you know I think it's one of them ones that I must admit see if I didn't actually at least have one of them it would, it would still play on my mind not that I would have a bad game but I would think got that one percent there maybe could go either way in the game so that's how deep I think about it you know even now it's so deeply thought of but in terms of the superstitions and that it's I've kind of relaxed myself on kind of the routine I know what I do and it's just more of a habit now so I don't overthink it it's just that it's already ingrained well that's what I do step by step leading up to the, the whistle really so there's little wonder that there's the prevalence of obsessive compulsive disorder in football yeah. is quite high isn't yeah, it whether absolutely. that is in someone already or it happens because of the I don't I, you know I don't know if it's something you're born with or, or, yeah. or you can accrue yeah. as it were well, well I definitely think that I've, I've, yeah. I've had that I probably still have it now you know but it's 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 something that you never think oh have I got like a not a problem because that's quite a big word to use but in terms of that if you're going to actually diagnose it with that it probably is and it is like OCD with that really like everything in that has got to be I'm the type that in terms of the football it has to be spot on it has to be bang on and I try and make it that way that's just the way I prepare and that's how intensely that I've always been and I don't know whether re- I, I, in terms of picking it up I mean my dad yeah was an outstanding professional to a tee. My brother's an outstanding professional to a tee. But in different ways, my brother's so much more relaxed. Like, in terms of bed bedtime, he'll, he'll, his bedtime routine for, like, a night before the game will be... He'll roughly go the same time, but it'll be, it won't be neat to be bang on. Where, for me, I start doing, like, a bit of stretching and that on a Friday night at around about 9 o'clock. And then my aim is to be in my bed for half past 9 on a Friday and maybe try and be asleep by 10 o'clock so I'm always giving myself little windows to do but that's what that's what I feel suits me that I'm no right I'm ready for, for this tomorrow and it's always suited me really but I always say to my brother I wish I was that relaxed way as well because you're constantly thinking about the game because you're constantly preparing for the full 24 hours before it and then on the game day as well but that relaxed mode and that as well I've got better but um, if I didn't have that kind of OCD if you want to call it I probably wouldn't be as I probably wouldn't be the type that I am in terms of the way that I'm on the pitch and that as well. So in a way that I'm happy that I've kinda of adopted that style of the intense preparation way, you know. What I yeah, mean, absolutely. You know? So. I mean, you're talking to someone who wore the same boxer shorts to matches for about six years yeah. in a row until one terrible day when I looked in the wheelie bin and my wife had finally got rid of them. <laughs> exactly. Well, funny about boxer shorts and that, I try, and I know this sounds mad, but I still try and wear, not the wear, but the same type. I've got, like, I still try and wear the same sort of slips under my match shorts for the games, but even the type of uh, boxer shorts to wear going to the game in that as well, I try and still wear the the, the same style because I have a couple of the same ones but I, if I try and, if I deviate to like different ones in that I'll think what am I doing you know what I mean or like and I know it sounds ridiculous to people that would hear this but it's just for that you just think for one particular day why is it any different to any other day you know what I mean but it just ends up I mean there's so many other footballers but you just get accustomed to this it just it's like a different kind of mindset altogether just for a game of football but it just kind of consumes you, yeah. really. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's, it's incredible. It's something so. fans and footballers have in common. I really do, yeah. because so many of us are about 
it's habit. Of course, you go to the same pub because you like it, you like the beer or whatever, but you do tend to stick to that same thing and you buy your programme or fanzine from the same person and you go at the same time and, and you, f- you do feel odd when you go at a different time or you deviate Do you, do, do you find that as well when you're, you're speaking to like, of other than like your pals that you go to the games and that with, do you find that when you're looking at other supporters, especially if you're in the same seat at the stadium or whatever, do you kind of get used to thinking, oh, he's got, he or she's got like the same the same match top on or do they wear the same kind of do you kind of clock that yourself as a fan yeah and you probably wouldn't recognise them in normal life because they'd probably (laughs) change their clothes each day but but yeah I I think it's it's so prevalent in in at least at least half of us and it just not you 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 wake up some days and like I get say I get on the bus and I get the upstairs front seat to the station I'll text my mate and go we're going to win today I've got the upstairs it's incredible isn't it because Never you, mind the team going through four days of tactical preparation. Absolutely, like, you think, I'm in control. Yeah, because you think as well, like as players, you just think, oh, it's only going to be players that have these routines and that. Yeah. But when you speak to fans, and when if I if you watch pro football programs or any sport programs, and you hear fans talk about, you know, what's their daily routine going to the, the match or whatever sport they're going to, it's incredible the amount of superstitions or the kind of routine they have as well and it's it's brilliant because it's not just from the actual athlete's point of view it's even for the fan that they actually have to prepare for it as well because they think well if I do this and do that like you said I think we're going to win today automatically thinks oh well if I do this it's going to be a good result for for the team in that so I love that I think yeah it's definitely something in common I read a great story recently about how a footballer's superstition had been to the detriment of the team because it was a Gillingham player and he was one of those that had to go out last when in the when when they ran right. out but one of his teammates lost the contact lens at half time and they were both scrabbling and he wouldn't go back on at half time until he was last to go out so they ended up missing 15 minutes of the second half because exactly. he wouldn't go out and he couldn't find his contact oh, lens oh wow that's incredible <laughs> isn't it that's that, that's what i mean like when that's that that's the kind of problem really i mean because it ends up stopping you doing stuff in in life, oh, seriously. It, stuff no, like that, that it does, and I think as well, even for myself, and that like I, it's 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 incredible because I've never probably really got to the extreme where it stopped me from doing stuff, but I've noticed I noticed it probably at the back end of my time at Falkirk, where I would do certain things and take certain supplements and that uh, for for the games in the dressing room, and I would do certain things, and I think I could I think the manager Peter Houston because he was experienced. Not at the start, because the first two years in that, the team in personal form was very good. You know, it was a consistent level. But then after that, I think they started to realise that this guy's got, like, OCD. And I wouldn't be surprised if they... Obviously, they're not going to say it to me because they might think, oh, it's a bit rude or whatever, or take me away from it. But I generally had the, the feeling that they looked... They, they thought, he's consuming himself too much here. And I, and it probably did at times. You know I mean? And maybe my performance in the latter stages of my time at Falkirk... I get consumed with it all and, you know, maybe try to change stuff or do too much, you know, to myself, you know what I mean? And then it ended up kind of, you know, getting affected and that. But I think it's a good thing as well, like, if staff or whatever that are seeing players that, are, you know, look consumed with certain issues and all that, well, not issues, but certain routines, I think it's important to notice that. And if you do end up going to speak to them about it and see, like, is there anything else that you can alter to kind of try and make them feel as comfortable as they can? Because it does play, it is more of a mind thing as well, you know? So I think that if there's anything like that for, you know, the players and that to realise, not, pl- not just the staff, but even their teammates to think, look, because they might feel more comfortable talking to them. 
if there's anything they can talk about the dressing room environment and say well why don't you try this it makes them more relaxed I think that's a good thing to realise in that as well because it gives the players more of a comfortable surrounding because the dressing room is your sanctuary at the end of the day you know what I mean so you need to be as relaxed and as comfortable in that you know? so in the, in the end there, are, there can be serious implications Absolutely. it is something to have sort of a bit of a joke about but I, I was going to wrap up this section by reading through some of the superstition I think the most superstitious man in football ever was Don Revy and I just made a list of some of the ones that I could remember on, on, on the way here and, and they, whether they were, in some ways they, they drove who he was because he was so meticulous with his, these famous dossiers he did about the away teams and, and, and in building the great Leeds United team he built. But at the same time, so he's into the science and all of that really, but at the same time he's into this really, these incredible things. So I wrote some of them down. His wife Elsie, who was from Fife actually, had to wear the same fur coat for years because he believed it was lucky. But I, I, I've been up here long enough to know that there's a stereotype, so maybe as a firefighter she was fine with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yorkshireman saying that doesn't work. Um, he himself, his lucky blue mo- mohair suit, wouldn't wear anything else at matches. He had charms in his pockets, but a fear of ornamental elephants, quite specific, and birds in pictures. So Leeds had a peacock in the badge when he went there, and he got rid of it from the badge. He wouldn't turn his back on anything on the way to the game. He walked the same way to the dugout every time. Every away match walked to some traffic lights and back. Could never explain why. Believed Ellen Road was cursed and got a gypsy from Blackpool to go to every corner and don't know what she did. Sat on the same seat on the bus, which is probably a frequent thing, I imagine, and at the hotel dining room and told the players which order to put on their boots and which order to go out. And so you wow. imagine the clash if you've got your own superstitions yeah. and your manager's going, no, you're fourth son. Absolutely. No, that's, that, and that's the problem, Dan, at times. Like, I think that if it's something as deep as that and then the manager ends up trying to force you to change your routine within the dressing room, that's probably a step over the line because the players at the end of the day, they need to do what suits them leading up to the warm-up. You know, a guy could... I've seen I've seen guys in that that don't get dressed at 2 o'clock, 20 minutes before going out and literally they'll put their boots on and uh, they're, they're stripped and be ready to go. Now, I look at that and that gives me a bit of anxiety because I do a lot of prehab in terms of not just because of the injuries I've gained in the past, but like I can't, I'm, I can't just go out and lash a ball about without stretching and whatever. There's so many things that I need to do in the dressing room, and that you know, probably subconsciously now without even me realising, because it is ingrained in me now. Other people that maybe I'm in the dressing room with might think, "Oh, what's he doing there? What's he doing there?" But it's so like habit now that I forget that I'm even doing it. You know what I mean? So you just go one, two, three, four, how many it is, and then out for the warm up, and you know, so you do subconsciously like know what you're doing but at the same time because you're doing it off the bat it just becomes such a habit you know it's it is incredible how like you do get you just get in a, a sort of routine and it ends up just becoming second nature so it, it is good in a way but um sometimes you know it can consume you a little bit and it takes away that kind of rela- relaxation in your mind a bit you know but you're not scared of ornamental elephants no I must admit, if I saw an ornamental elephant, I don't know if I'd be going to purchase one, I'm not too sure, to be fair, so I'll need to look at them and see how good they look, to be fair. 